Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Good morning. If you have your Bibles, um, turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Just want to share opening scripture with you this morning. As you're turning to Colossians chapter 1, let me make a confession of faith. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that you've given me to communicate your word. I thank you that you have anointed me as a teacher. Lord, I thank you that as I minister your word, you will watch over your word to perform. Your word will not return void, but will accomplish the purpose for which it is sent. Prophet Isaiah said that stammering lips will speak fluently and clearly, and I pray that I will speak clearly as I should, making the most of this opportunity, that my conversation is seasoned with salt. Now in the authority of Jesus Christ, I bind any deception, any distraction, or any division from this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Colossians chapter 1, looking at verse 9. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power. Everyone say power. Power. All his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. How many know joy is a strength that you can have? Amen. I was, um, it was in between my uh, sophomore and junior year of college, I was working Actually, in Mobile, Alabama, we had, Tay and I had uh, moved there to, for the summer in between uh, college years. And so I was working for an asphalt paving company. And that can help uh, solidify your calling. <laughs> so... Uh, now, I'd grown up working out in different things, working in a coal mine and so forth. So now I'm in Bible college. I'm a little bit out of the groove, but I pull a dump truck over to fill it up, to fuel it up. And um, I, as I was fueling it up, I just, you know, just went through the motions, filled the, filled the tank up and, and got, it, got it going, uh, started it up and, and took off to go get a load. And uh, as I was going, man, that truck was running good for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden, it, the engine just blew up. So I called, I called the owner of the company. I said, hey, um, yeah, your engine just blew up. What kind of equipment do you have? And so he came over, and, and uh, he, the first thing he did was unscrewed the cap, and then smelled it. He says, well, Neil, you put gas in my dump truck. You blew up my truck. 
For those who don't know, there are two types of fuel that primarily run vehicles today. Now, I know that there's some other stuff that's coming on, but diesel and gasoline, and they require different engines to run that type of fuel. Do you, how many of you know that you have, you need authorized fuel to run the right equipment? This morning, I want to talk about fuel. I want to talk about you having authorized fuel in your life. Now, what Paul was saying in Colossians, and this is what I'm assuming in your case, I believe that you want to live and fulfill the will of God in your life. Let's just go ahead and testify that and let God see our response. I want to fulfill God's will in my life. Okay, I'm sincere about that. I I know that you are. I know that you want to fulfill God's will. I know that you want to fulfill the purposes that he created in your life. You want to see those come to pass. Let me see your hand. Testify with me. See, I, I know that about you. I know this. I know that you want to fulfill God's will. You want to fulfill the purposes of God. You're not just going through the motions. You're not just showing up. On Sunday, if you were, you're, you're not going to come to this kind of church, <clears throat> right? You you want to fulfill the purpose of God, and that and that's really why I'm here today. I want to help guide you to that. I want to help. I want to help lead you to understanding some of this. I I understand this. When I was called <coughs> in the ministry, what happened was I I had con- turned my life over to Christ. Two weeks after that, I was reading a little pamphlet, actually by Jimmy Swaggart, on how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was sitting there, uh, you just got to get the picture. I'm sitting in a mobile home, sitting on my little couch and had my little coffee table. I had my spittoon next to my table. And uh, if you don't know what a spittoon is, you know, sorry. But I had a spittoon. I have my coffee table, have my Bible, and I have Jimmy Swaggart's pamphlet out. And I'm studying everything that he's saying about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So I've been filled with, I've, I've been saved, but here's what was my desperate prayer. Lord, there's no way I can do this on my own. That was my prayer of desperation. How am I going to fulfill the will of God in my life? How am I going to do this? And I'm feeling like God is calling me in the ministry, but I am so overwhelmed by this call. I know I can't do this. So I'm praying and I'm asking the Lord. And two weeks after I'm saved, I get filled with the Holy Spirit in the altar at a church. Two weeks after that, the pastor asked me to be the youth leader. Are you tracking with me? I'm one month saved. How many know this is not the smartest thing in the world to do? So one month after I'm saved, I'm starting with youth leader. Two weeks after that, we show up. I'm going to age some of you. Two weeks after that, we went to a rally called a CA rally. Does anyone know what a CA rally is? Come on. If you know what a CA rally is, you know the song. We are Christ's ambassadors. I know. That was, that was youth ministry. Are y'all tracking with me? 
I hate acronyms. CA actually means Christ Ambassadors. That was the youth ministry of the Assemblies of God in the 80s. So we come to this rally, and all of these churches are there, and I have been desperately praying, Lord, I need to know. I need your power. If you're calling me into ministry, I need to know. And here we were in a foreign church. I'd never been there before. There was a couple hundred teenagers, and all of a sudden, someone spoke in tongues, and then an interpretation of those tongues called out, Yes, my son, I am calling you, and I am going to direct your steps. And he goes on to say other things that have come true in my life. Now, you have to understand, I'm sitting there, I've been praying, and I'm just assuming that this is for everybody. And finally, when I opened my eyes, everyone in the room was looking at me. They had singled me out. The speaker said, well, young man, obviously the Holy Spirit has just called you. And they called me and they laid hands on me. Can I tell you something? It was solidified by signs and wonders in my life to do what God has called me to do. I could not have done that without the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Jude 1.20 says, Dear friends, build yourself up in the Holy Faith by praying in the Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit, and the reason we use the term holy, everyone say holy. holy. The reason we use the term holy is to distinguish the Holy Spirit from spirits. See, people get this idea that the Holy Spirit is the only spirit, and that's not true. There is the Holy Spirit who is the authorized spirit, and then there's other spirits who are unauthorized to be in your life. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 10 that God has selected a man by the name of Saul. He, Saul was a humble man. He was very tall. He was about a head taller than everyone else in Israel. He was a humble man. He was actually insecure. He was insecure about himself. And, and yet the, the prophet singled him out and called him by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You are going to be the king of Israel. Saul is so insecure that when the time for the anointing come to pass, that he actually is hiding in amongst the baggage trying to keep out of being selected. They find him. They go on a search, find him, pull him out, and anoint him. And he's saying, why are you speaking to me this way? Why are you distinguishing? Who am I? I am no one for you to be calling me and talking to me about this. And the prophet said, you are going to become, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you are going to become a new man. And when he was anointed, Saul became a new man. The power of God came upon him, even to the point of signs and wonders, just like I shared about my calling. Saul was selected, and it was approved of him with great power, even to the point where he began to prophesy among the prophets. And people begin to say, can anyone now become a prophet? If this young man can, be a prop, can prophesy, then anyone can. 
He's passionate about the things of God, even so much that there is a king named Nahash, which means snake, and this snake is wanting to kill some, some Israelites. He's wanting to either kill them or at, at the very least gouge out their eyes and make them humiliated and subservient to him. When Saul hears this, there is a righteous anger. How many know that there's righteous anger? We're about to get all of this shouting on on social media. We're about to get everything solved. (laughs) That was a joke. But there is a righteous anger. And Saul sees what's going on. He sees their weeping. And he arouses in antipathy against this king, defeats him, and it solidifies his kingdom. Everything's going good. Everything's going good. But one of the problems that Saul had was his insecurity began to rise back up. And he feared men. Listen, guys, listen to me carefully. If God approves you in the morning, the opinions of men do not matter during the day. Don't allow the opinions of men to veto the will of God in your life. Can I tell you something? The opinions of men are as fickle as what they ate this morning. Amen. I can't trust the opinion of men. If, if I trusted the opinion of men, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in the ministry. If, if I cared about the opinion of men, I would have gave up long ago. But when God approves you, when God puts his will upon you, and he has, then what he wants to do is he also wants to empower you beyond your insecurity. And so Saul had this Achilles heel in his life, this this weakness where he always feared men. He was lining up for battle, which was his purpose. And the prophet had not come to make the sacrifice for the battle. And the men began to have fear, and they began to scatter. And so then Saul began to fear the fact that they were scattering because he was putting his confidence in the strength of the multitude rather than the strength of his God. He trusted numbers more than he trusted his God. And so he hurriedly made a sacrifice for the purpose that he was wanting to accomplish and that he was in the position to accomplish are you still tracking with me so he makes this sacrifice and he's you would think that he's doing a good thing you would think that the offering is going to be a good thing to the lord but he does it out of the protocol of authority and he makes this sacrifice as soon as he's finished the prophet shows up and says what have you done He said, I saw the men scattering, so I I needed to make a sacrifice so that we could go in the battle. And and here's what the prophet responded. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, he said, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as much as he as in obeying the voice of the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice. To heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion, watch this, is like the sin of divination. And arrogance like 
the evil of adultery. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has now rejected you. It's really interesting what Saul is doing. Are you, are you still tracking with me? What's happening is Saul is wanting to fulfill his purposes, but he steps out of the protocol of authority and uses unauthorized power. Because he says, the prophet says, look at this. Disobedience is like rebellion. Rebellion is witchcraft. You know what I've noticed? I've noticed that there's a lot of people that are relying on unauthorized power to try to fulfill their purpose. I've never been so sobered when it comes to this until now because what I'm seeing is a lot of witchcraft. Witchcraft is the power branch of the occult. There's three, if you want to see witchcraft, all you have to look at the fruit of it. The fruit of witchcraft is intimidation, manipulation, or domination. At any time you see someone that is using intimidation, manipulations, or dominations to, to get their will done, you know that they are not authorized spirits. They're operating in witchcraft. And, it, and it's happening everywhere. It's happening in all kinds of leadership. It's even, sadly to say, it's happening in churches. Where people are literally manipulating to get their will done. And the sad thing is, is when they do it, they say that they're doing the bidding of God. They believe a lie. The psalmist in Psalm 119 says, Lord, help me to keep from lying to myself. Listen, the moment you begin to believe the lies that you tell yourself, you enter into delusion. Oh, I'm telling you, that was a lot better than you're letting on. My notes say you would shout amen on that one. Hashtag, hashtag awesome sermon. There's a lot of people, there. I'm going to tell you, I hate to tell you this, but there's a lot of witches in church. There's people that are using the word that's supposed to bless and they curse. The people that are using the tongue to lift up prayers of intercession and they gossip. People that are, instead of building someone up in faith, they tear them down by slander. Witchcraft. People using unauthorized powers in order to try to do the will of God in their life. And I'm going to tell you, you are committing the same sin as Saul. You are making a sacrifice for that obedience. The second type of witchcraft that I see is divination. <clears throat> the Bible says that Saul could no longer hear the voice of God through dreams or the casting of sacred lots or prophets. <coughs> so they, he stopped being able to dream. He stopped being able to get guidance from the casting of sacred lots, nor could he hear the prophets. You know, there's a lot of Christians that have given a deaf ear to prophets. 
There are a lot of people that despise prophecy. And Saul began to lean on divination because he wants the secrets of God, but he no longer has access to God. So rather than repenting and even resigning his position in order to fulfill his purpose as king, he needs divine understanding. He can't get it from God, so he says to his counselors, find me a medium. The word medium is necromancer. Find me someone who can call up the dead. Find me some witch. By the way, the same, the same word for medium is also mistress. That's why... That's why a lot of adultery is involved in witchcraft. A lot of adulteresses are spiritual. Y'all okay? So what Saul says is, go find me a mistress. Go find me one that I can commune with and call up the dead. Because the prophet is no longer in my life. So Saul calls for this medium and he goes to her and he inquires of her. It's really amazing because this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing people who are actually delving into this kind of witchcraft. It's hard to even imagine that people want divination. Divination is, listen to me carefully, divination is when you use any type of emblem to put your spiritual affection upon. So if you, like, pray to a saint, you're practicing witchcraft. You got your little saint on your dash to give you luck when you're driving 30 miles past the speed limit? <laughs> Not going to help. Burying your little saint in the yard to sell your house? That's witchcraft. Okay, so you're not doing that, so let's go for How about when you put your spiritual affection upon a cross rather than the one who died upon the cross? I used to always be grieved. I don't know why. I would be grieved when I saw the crucifixion on people who I know were Satan worshipers. And it grieved me because it's divination. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Thing? See, I'm, I'm just going to tell you something. See, some of you have things in your house you need to get rid of. You think it's cute? But if you put spiritual affection upon anything other than the invisible God, you're practicing divination. And you are trying to tap into unauthorized power to do the will of God. And I'm telling you, I'm here to help you. I'm telling you, you need to cast it out, get rid of it, burn it, crush it, bury it. I don't care, but get it out of your life. Okay, I've lost about half of you, so let's go ahead and get the next one. 
The next level of witchcraft is sorcery. Sorcery, sorcery taps in. Revelation chapter 9 says they did not repent of their murders, the magic arts, the fornication, or their thefts. The word magic arts literally means intoxication. You know what people are doing? About 9 out of 10 people that you see in the common driving, at work, I would say 8 or 9 out of 10 are intoxicated. See, we used to clearly define this and say, well, it's just, you know, if you're drinking, that's the problem. And then the Christians have started flirting with that, and they think it's okay now to drink and all of that. And see, I've got the advantage of growing up in a house of alcoholism. I know not one day of my life was better because my parents drunk. Seeing my mom use a commode as a pillow was not cute. That didn't enrich my life, my childhood. So maybe I got an advantage. And I don't, I, you, know, I, you know, Proverbs says, give beer to the poor and wine to the depressed. I'm neither. And I, I'm a, but it's not for kings to drink. I'm, I'm a child of the king. I have royal blood in me. So I don't have to drink. I'm, I actually speak in tongues. If I need a drink, okay, I'll build myself up right now. I know, I know, I know. I get it. Okay, if drinking is not your thing, how about how about just trying to get some some weed? Oh, oh, I know that we've sophisticated it now by passing laws. You're intoxicated. You're 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 looking for something to sedate you than rather be filled within you. And I understand the pain. Don't get me wrong. I understand the pain, but we have a healer. Uh, no, you don't understand, Neil, but I'm in pain. I understand the pain, but I'm telling you, you have a God who wants to give you authorized power, that wants to heal your body, who wants to renew your mind. Oh, how, Neil, but there's been times I've, drew, I've drawn closer to God through this. You are a liar. The truth is not in you. God is not going to endorse you getting intoxicated and communing with him. What fellowship has light and darkness? I don't. That's like you saying you're drawing closer to your wife because you're having an affair. They did not repent of their intoxication. The word magic arts and intoxications are the one and the same. Listen, the problem is, is those intoxications open you up to spiritual realm that is not holy. I don't want that in my life, Neil. I just don't want it in my life. I want the authorized power of God to work on my behalf. 
I want to fulfill. I know you do too. I know you want to fulfill the will of God. I know that you have purposes in your life. But I'm telling you today, listen to me, you must get rid of the intoxication. Well, the doctor gave it to me. He prescribed it to me. Yeah, there's a, do- there's a lot of doctors that have done that and are going to jail for it now. Are y'all happy yet? I want the power of the Holy Spirit. So how do, you, how, do I, how do I do that to get the will of God? My wife and I one day were going through a really difficult time. We knew that God had called us to take on a very large task. Can I tell you something? Not one thing that God has ever asked me to do has been easy. Man, if I wanted easy, I should have done something different. People get this glamorous idea of pastoring or being a minister and traveling. Can I tell you something? It's not glamorous whatsoever. There's no glamour to it. It, it, is, it is basically a fight every day. I, I, but I'm a scrapper. I'm, I'm not the biggest guy, but I'm a scrapper. All right? Kay and I were scrapping with the enemy. We were praying, seeking God, help us. We were trying to plan a church in a very difficult situation. The money was absolutely enormous, what it was required to do what we were doing. We had reached a point of desperation. The children were young, and Kay and I began to pray in the Holy Spirit together. And all of a sudden, something happened in our prayer time. Kay, while she was praying, was asking questions in her mind. Not in English where I was hearing them, but she was asking, while she was praying in the Spirit, she was asking, how many know when you're praying in the Spirit, your spirit's praying, but your mind is actually engaged, not knowing what your spirit's praying. So she's praying in the Holy Spirit, but asking questions in her mind, and I'm praying in the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden, when she asked a question, I would begin to speak English and answer every question that she asked. It was absolutely a tennis match. She would ask a question, and I would say, well, you asked this. And in regard to that, the Holy Spirit would give us an answer. And then she would ask, well, what about this? And you asked, what about this? And the Spirit would answer and, well, what about this? And this is about your children. And this is about real estate. And this is every single question that she's had, the Spirit of God was answering. Can I tell you something? That's the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't get that sitting around token and smoking. Amen. You get that by asking God. I want to commune with you. The Bible says that Saul, the spirit departed Saul. The Bible says the spirit departed Saul. 
and the power of the Spirit came upon David. And Saul still tried to fulfill his purpose. And then there's this tragic verse that says, Saul died on the battlefield by his own sword. He committed suicide. But the Bible explains he had rejected the word of the Lord and even sought counsel from a witch. Can I tell you something? You need to be careful who you go get your counsel from. Oh, it's not going to hurt to read the palm. The only palm I read is the one that's scarred for me. Here's what I know. You want to you want to see the will of God work in your life. You want to purposes of God work in your life. But there's some things you've got to get rid of in order for the authorized power of God to come upon your life. If you're here this morning and you say, Neil, I want the authorized power of God in my life. I want you to stand to your feet. serious if this is you I want you to come down here I want you to get we're going to ask the Holy Spirit distinguished from all other spirits the Holy Spirit to empower you this morning come on down come on down come on down it won't hurt come on down lift up your hands Everyone take a step forward because we want everybody to come. Lift up your hands. I want to say this. Listen to me carefully. I'm going to say this. I just saw a lady that has an infatuation with angels because you think they're cute and you have li literally shifted your confidence in angels over then over your confidence in the God of angels it's been subtle but it has kind of come into your life to the point where you just love angels and you need to draw a line today and you need to say you know what I'm cleaning out the emblems of angels that I have. These little cute figurines need to get out of your house. You need to get rid of them. You need to get rid of them in Jesus' name. I know that I'm speaking to a lady that you have a sincere love and heart for God, but you have been seduced by the cuteness of fashioned angels. That's you wave at me. You're going to get rid of it today in Jesus name wave at me if that's you I'm gonna... Father in the name of Jesus we thank you that there is nothing that we have in our life that is greater than our affection that we have for you and we're asking you to empower us with your Holy Spirit 
the authorized spirit, the authorized fuel so that we can accomplish our purpose and fulfill the destiny that you have for us so that we can do your will in every day and every, everything that we do. Okay, look at me, look at me, look at me, everybody. Listen to me. Some of you are allowing your children to be entertained by unauthorized powers. You're allowing unauthorized powers to seduce your children into a mindset that they can draw power from someone other than God, from the universe or from whatever cartoons. I know, I just went there. I want to tell you one more thing. Businessmen, businesswomen, you need to be very careful who you're drawing your motivations of business from. The other day when I began to study this out, a few weeks ago when I began to study this out, and I began to see this, the Holy Spirit said, this man that you've been listening to, this man that you get motivation, you like what he says, you like what he says about business, look into what he says about spirituality. And I began to look. He had always mentioned church and that he was even speaking at church. And then I began to look into the church that he was, he was a part of, and it's the Church of Scientology, which is a cult. And the Holy Spirit said, you don't need to listen to him. Don't get your motivation from him because you can't commune with who he communes with. But he was saying some pretty good stuff. It didn't matter. I'm not going to commune with the devil to motivate me to do God's will. up your hands. Father, we give you praise. Lord, 100% we commit our lives. Say, Lord, I commit my life to only the authorized spirit to work in my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you. I want to tell you one more thing. I want to tell you one more thing. Listen, listen to me carefully. Can you hear me? Okay. Listen to me carefully. If you go home, this is going to happen to several of you. When you enter your house, there's going to be an angst and a strife that you immediately feel, and you know that moment where there's strife there's every evil at work and you're going to know there's something in this house that's unauthorized and ask the Holy Spirit to give you discernment of spirits walk through your house and you're going to begin to see things that you haven't even seen in years, some of you are going to look through albums, some of you are going to pull up a box in the attic and say, there it is. That thing that grandma gave me is of the devil. She planted that. I knew she didn't like me. Listen, if you walk in the house and you feel confusion in your, listen to me, if you walk in the house and you immediately feel confusion if you have confusing thoughts, 
There's something in your house. Say, devil, not in my house. We don't have a spare bedroom. Not in my house. Amen? Did you get anything out of this this morning? Give the Lord a shout of praise. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.